Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up earlier today with John Lewins. He's the CEO of TSX listed now, uh, K92 Mining. And uh, we talked through successes of this year, plans for next year. And if you want our thoughts on that, uh, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. We can also find detailed company reports. There's analysis from experts from around the world on a variety of commodities and companies. There are training videos on there to help you with your analysis and diligence. And there are summaries of other interviews that we've done just to save you a bit of time. So why not go along and join our thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, safe environment. So that's uh, cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. John, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, no, I'm good, thank you. Well, I think last time I saw you, you were, you were, you were pacing up and down a uh, Perth hotel room in quarantine. You got out then? Two weeks, and they uh, and they let you out, provided, of course, you're COVID-free. That's the uh, that's the price you pay for going to B&G. Right. Well. Okay. Well. Um, thanks very much for coming back on the show. I mean, that was that was September, I think. Was it? Yes. That's uh, October. October, October, October it was. Yeah. You're right. Um, well, look, we're gonna we're gonna have a little catch up with you uh, today about uh, how things have gone since then, maybe a review of 2020, how you think you've done, and then more importantly, what should we be looking for in 2021? But before we do that, can you give us that one minute overview of the business and I'll pick it up from there. Okay, so we're a, we're a gold producer, a gold copper, um, operating in Papua New Guinea. We've got one of the highest grade gold mines in the world. Um, I think it was fourth highest grade gold mine in the uh, uh, last 12 months. Um, one of the highest grade resources of over 5 million ounces uh, in the world. This year we'll produce close to 100,000 ounces, one of the lowest cost producers, again, in the world. Um, we're an expanding business. Uh, we've been growing the business uh, over the last three years, uh, since January 2018, when, when we declared commercial production. We've, um, we've increased our production every year. So 2018, 2019, 2020. And we're looking at a significant increase in production again in 2021 and then beyond. We are cash positive. We've got almost no debt. Um, and uh, so we're actually looking at expansion and the holy grail thereof, which is that we are funding our expansion from our own cash flow. Fantastic. Thanks. Thanks for that, John. Um, I think the other thing we'd probably say is, given the, the detail we went into last time about your business plan, the strategy, the team, its ex relevant experience. Um, in the last interview, I'll put a link below so people can go to that. They should definitely have a look at that and sort of see there's a robustness of the plan. Um, I want to talk to you initially today, if you don't mind, about some of the things that happened since we spoke. And obviously, TSX listing. I think that's the, the thing that stands out for me. Um, at 1.6 billion market cap, and you've almost trebled the uh, share price this year. Was that an obvious decision to make? Yeah, look, I mean, the uh, the move from TSX fee to TSX was a logical move to make. We we are in the GDX, the GDXJ, so we're in those already, and it it opens up some new institutional in investment in terms of, uh, of the company. 
and it, you know you referred to the the growth in the share price and importantly that growth in the share price um, equates directly to a growth in market cap uh, we haven't issued any shares so um, and that's something that we think is really important is that control of, uh, of dilution and what have you yeah okay and I think that that's obviously come about because of the grades you're hitting you mentioned like fourth house grades uh, in the world, um, we look at Cora again. Some of the press releases coming out, you seem to be consistently hitting these gold, copper, high grade results. Um, you, you must be pleased with that, obviously, but that does that comes through planning, not through accident. So, do you want to talk to us about what what, what you're doing at Cora at the moment, for instance? Well, if you look underground right now, we have five drill rigs, five diamond drill rigs drilling primarily core, but also now Judd. Yes, and sir. so the rigs are focused um, on two things in Cora. One is to increase our measure and indicate it, and that's, that's part of uh, completing our feasibility study on the next phase of expansion, and also on expanding the resource, primarily going to the south, um, but also at depth. And when you look at Cora, the continuity that you get um, with your drilling we get almost 100% hits. And when you look at the releases that we put out into the, uh, into the market, we release the results from every single hole. Never, we don't put out, you know, here are some high-grade holes that we hit. We actually, if you go back through our history, you'll see you've got every single hole that we've drilled uh, since we did the discovery hole. It's easier to do that, I have to admit, when every, just about every single one hits it. And so it, um, but it shows you the, Outstanding continuity that you get uh, that you get in core. Yeah, for for sure. Um, I mean, you also you use a phrase. Uh, I, we'd, we'd like what you've been doing there. You know, having done the analysis, um, you know, even at Judd, you talk about uh, low cost underground mining, which is not those two words don't usually go together. So again, what what is it that you're seeing? What is it that you're doing which allows you to you know again consistently do that? Well, when you look underground. First of all, Cora, we're looking at two veins, K1, K2. The veins um, average about 20, 30 meters apart. So your development underground accesses two vein systems, each vein system averaging three to six meters wide and overall a resource grade, which is plus 10 grams per ton. So accessing relatively straightforward and we're going into the side of a mountain, and we're actually going up into the deposit. So you're not spiraling down, having to go deeper and deeper to get your resource. We go along strike. We've got currently over a thousand meters along strike, two vein system, and over a thousand meters vertically. So we've got very concentrated, if you like, a thousand meters by a thousand meters plus or minus 1.1 million ounces, uh, measured and indicated 3.7 million inferred, so combined close to 5 million ounces, and expanding all the time. So access, straightforward. Geotechnically, this is relatively easy mining. We're talking long hole stopping, so easy from that perspective. And then we've just brought into it Judd. Now Judd sits on the other side of our development about 50 meters away. So that same development that's accessing Cora K1, K2 
now also access is Judd. So again, when you start looking at not just your cash costs, but your own sustaining costs, very low because you can access now three main systems from just one main set of access. So you keep delivering these high grades. You keep seeing it. I mean, even you must be surprised at, at the consistency because not many people hit on every hole, okay? Like you say, it's a kind of quite cute trick that some people do. They put out the high grade uh, results, they skip a few holes and move on to the next one. But because of this consistency, I mean, are your plan plans changing any? Are you gonna come at this a different way? Do you feel you, there's more, more upside to be uh, had or are you happy with um, the plan as is? The plan is, is, uh, is constantly developing, it would be fair to say. We brought out a PEA, as you know, earlier in the year, which was to expand to a million tons per annum. It showed an incredibly robust project, an NPV5 of, of uh, 1.5 billion US, um, producing a bit over 300,000 ounces a year, uh, initial 12-year life. Now, that was before we ever drilled a hole into Judd, before we did the development on Judd. So now we're bringing Judd into the equation. Um, we're chasing underground rigs. We've got another underground rig coming in next quarter. And so the first quarter next year, so we'll have six rigs drilling underground, plus the five we've got on the surface. And that's because we just got more and more we actually need to drill. We're constantly um, trying to balance Cora and Judd now. Cora is expanding to the south. We're now taking it outside of the mining lease and we continue to go to the south. So if I ran the resource for Judd to, uh, for Cora today, it would be different and it would be larger than the, than the current resource because we've drilled many holes outside of that envelope of the resource. We are definitely looking at, in the, in the full-blown feasibility study, a project which is probably larger than we allowed for in the PEA. Um, and at the same time, we've started that development. We've got the twin incline in. Um, I think the six by six will be pushing 200 meters in by the end of uh, end of this month, and the five by five maybe 20 meters behind it. So we've got a new, brand new twin incline system committed to. We're busy developing it, and we've designed that twin incline to allow us up to three million tons per annum and perhaps beyond that. So we've we've recognized that it's got that much potential and we need to we need to design our systems to allow for those expansions, stage four, stage five. Right. And well, and talking of which, I mean your quarterly results results came out. The numbers are great, obviously. I think people can look at that again. We'll put a, a link below. But you're you're pleased with that. You the thing you've got to be most pleased about is your cash position. I say no debt. You're building up this cash position. You've got options in terms of how you move this forward. And people are going to be looking to you, given this year, the success of this year, to continue that. And it gets harder as you get bigger. So how do you go about addressing that? Um, so, yeah, look, in terms of cash, we've, we've obviously grown our, our, uh, our cash significantly over the last 12 months. And we see that continuing next year. We've got some uh, significant commitment to capital next year because although we're, we're doing the feasibility study on this next phase of expansion, the reality is that we've committed already to putting in the twin incline 
opening up the mine. So part of our capital is actually developing the mine for the next phase, even though we're, we're doing a feasibility study. Delivering that needs, in our case, from the drill bit. And that's why we've, we've committed to bringing in additional drills and setting up underground so that we can continue to expand this resource. Um, Judd starts coming into the equation. We've also got uh, surface drilling at Karempa, which is another parallel system only 400 meters away. And then we've got uh, Blue Lake, which is our, our main porphyry target at this point in time. So we're busy drilling at Blue Lake uh, as we speak. So we are adding, if you like, uh, strings to our bowl. Um, and at the same time, betting down our expansion so that we, we go from, we started this year with a, a capacity of 200,000 tons per annum. We're closing the year out with a capacity of 400,000 tons per annum. Next year will be the first year where we do that full 400,000 tons per annum. So you see the benefit of that in terms of your production and we'll bring out our guidance in the next quarter. That's increased cash flow. And by the end of that, you're seeing that growth and expansion and then you're coming out with your full-blown feasibility study of the next phase of expansion. So um, it's, it's about continuing to provide that information to the market, continuing to drill, continuing to deliver and provide those catalysts that uh, the market obviously uh, wants to see a consistency, a delivery. Okay, so I mean, it's, it's sort of steady, steady as, she, as she goes in, in a way. I get you're kind of um, being um, agile with regards to planning as the results come out of the ground, but you've got a, so much optionality there. It's, um, the bit that I'm sort of, you know, um, intrigued by is how do you work out where to spend your money? You, t- you know, you talk about Karampa and Blue Lake, and you know, you've got Judd, you've got uh, sorry, um, Cora North, you've got Judd going on. There's there's a lot of moving parts, and why I'm intrigued is because I think, and I think you asked this question previously. It's like some people would throw the accusation of you of being a a single asset company, and therefore there's risk associated with that. I mean, would you agree with that? I think any company that is a single asset has a degree of risk. There's no two ways about that. Um, One of our challenges, if you like, is the quality of the asset. Um, How do you almost justify getting another asset? Is it going to be as good as the one you have? And the reality is, Probably not. Um, there may be assets as good out there. Um, could we afford to buy it? I don't think so. Um, it, it, it's quite an outstanding asset. I mean, this has been recognized um, by PDAC, where we, um, we got the Fair Lindsley Award for the uh, best global discovery. 20, uh, so that will be out in 2021. So it's recognized um, within the industry this is an outstanding resource. Um, that uh, recognition and what that's done for the company in terms of its market capitalization, cash flow, et cetera, has provided us an opportunity to be able to look at, look for other assets. And certainly that is something that is part of our business plan is to look for potential other assets which are accretive to the value of the company and provide us opportunities to grow. 
Okay, so you've been recognised by PDAC and the Third Lindsay Award is, is, is great. I mean, I, you know, we have companies come on here and they talk about winning awards rather than doing business. But say, I'm excited for the fact you're doing business and you're doing it well. You're, you're, you're making money, you're expanding, the, there's growth. This is a particularly prestigious award. So it's probably, you know, it needs, needs to be said that this is no uh, distraction for you. Um, but it, tell me this, they think you did well. When you look back at 2020, do you think you did well? Could you have done better? Um, I, I think you could always have done better. I, I, I think the moment you think you, you, you've done it and you couldn't have done better is, is the moment you should probably uh, hang, hang up the hard hat or whatever. Um, but when you look at the challenges of this year, when you look at COVID-19 and the impact that that has had on the world and on our industry, to have achieved what we have is a phenomenal testament to the team of people that we have. Um, and, you know, I'll come back to a, 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 it's a bit a hackneyed statement almost that, you know, you've, you, you've got two resources. Our case right now, we've got two fundamentally great resources. We have Cora, which is outstanding. And then we have that team of people that is exploiting Cora and bringing, uh, bringing our plans to fruition. If you've got one resource and not the other, you're not going to you're not going to achieve the success you're looking for. And when you look at what what that team has done in that environment that we've had over the last twelve months, where we're again increased our production, will have increased it by something like twenty percent or thereabouts from the previous year. Completed an expansion, started the development of a twin incline, got that going as well done all of this while still generating cash. Um, that is a real testament to the, to the team of people that we've, we've put together that, that are K92 mining. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the people make the business for sure and the decisions made are, is again what we're, we're interested in. So, so that's 2020, um, you, you're happy, but Maybe you could have polished around the edges, but it's been a pretty good year for you guys. Um, this year coming, like I said to you earlier, people want, you know, there's no rest for the wicked. You've got to keep moving forward. So it's a, it's a tough act to follow. But 2021, you've outlined some of the things that you're going to be focused on. Do you think it's going to give um, you the growth that you want? Do you think that's going to make you attractive? Because you start, you're getting to that size where, you know, big guys are looking, the big boys are looking at you. And you must be very attractive to them. But are there any conversations going on that we need to know about? Got nothing in the market, so therefore there are no conversations going on from that perspective. Um, I, look, I think it's it's fair to say we've managed at least a twenty odd percent growth every year, and we see ourselves continuing that in terms of our production next year. We'll, we'll obviously bring out in due course our, our guidance but we see that we'll continue that. So that's the first thing. Secondly, we'll come out with a new resource. And that resource, um, based on the drilling that we've done, obviously looks to be expanding from the resource that we've, we've already got. So we've got an expanded resource. Importantly, we'll have a feasibility study. Now, 
we've got no feasibility study that's been completed to date. So that is a, a major step, if you like, from some people's perspective. Um, we don't see it as that critical, but one of the important things is no feasibility study, no reserves. So we'll be bringing out our first reserves and, and, and that is a double-edged sword. It, it, it does potentially make you more of a target and, and that's something that we manage um, like everything else we do. Uh, but it's a, it's, it's, a major, it's a major step forward. Um, we've got a lot of plans in terms of our drilling and, and balancing where we spend our, our exploration dollars. Um, that is, as you, as you said, you know, you, it's something you have to do because you drill less at Cora, that's less good results. Perhaps at Cora coming out because you're not drilling as much, but you're over at Chud or you're at Karempe or you're at Maniapi or Atacompa. These are other vein systems that we haven't even started drilling yet, that we, that we know have historical resources and we haven't put a drill hole in it yet. So early days on so many things. It, it is, it is. Okay, so if there's no conversations going on, then where, where do you want to end up at the end of next year? What, what does the company look like to you? Or, or, or even in two years' time, you know, what, what is it you're trying to build here in terms of the, the, the scale of the opportunity for you? Well, like, first off, we want to see Kenan to mine developed as a tier one asset. And that means long life, plus 300,000 ounces. Um, we believe it's got potential to go significantly beyond the 300,000 ounces and that the results that we're coming out with now are showing that even in the current feasibility study, we will probably push the tonnage up, maybe by 50%. And so we'll see a commensurate increase in annual production. So that's something that we think will, over the next 12 months, will will pan out. Production, as I said, increasing. Um, a lot of drilling going on. Looking at business development, we we are certainly actively looking at uh, a number of opportunities, and we would certainly like to see something come to fruition over the next 12 months. But, and here's an important but, it's got to be the right opportunity. It's got to deliver. If it doesn't deliver, we do not feel the imperative to go and do something simply because our market capitalization is three times or four times what it was 12 months ago. Um, and the, the market expects something. We do it because we believe it will deliver to our shareholders. And if it doesn't deliver to the shareholders, then, it, then that means in the share price. That means that people can see it's accretive to what we're doing, then we don't do it. Okay. I just want to be clear on terminology. So by business development, you mean acquisitions or potential acquisitions, which will would be in PNG or would be outside? Oh, look, we're primarily looking outside of PNG. Um, we see uh, Australia. Um, it's a great jurisdiction. Um, and North America, our home, if you like, we're a TSX company. Uh, Asia Pacific, you're in that same region where we're in right now. These are really our, our primary areas that we're we're looking at, and um, and there are 
there are certainly opportunities uh, in those areas. Um, Target-wise, we're looking for something that, that is significant in size to add value to the company. And that means that we really got to be looking for something that has uh, production or the potential to produce 100,000 ounces uh, a year. We certainly don't uh, say it has to be an underground operation, although we, we believe we've got a lot of skills in that area. We would look at uh, or are looking at open pit, uh, open pit as well. Okay, interesting. Okay, well, sounds like you've got your hands full with the assets that you already have. So imagine that's not going to be priority, but if something comes along, um, you're in the market. So that's interesting. Um, well, John, look, I appreciate the catch up. I know we only spoke in October. Uh, I say I encourage people to go and look at the business plan strategy, etc. on the link below. Um, have a great Christmas. Stay in touch, please, because it sounds like some a lot of activity coming up over the next 12 months for sure. Um, and we look forward to speaking to you in the new year. Yeah, look, thanks for that. I mean, I'm in uh, Western Australia where we'll have a hot but uh, very uh, open uh, Christmas, I guess, is, uh, is how you would put it. So commiserations for those of you who are not, uh, not in Australia. Um, but, you know, you do get snow and stuff like that. And we're not going to have any of that. So, you know, we don't get everything that we, that we really want. But, um, look, it's uh, it's been a great – it's been great to, to catch up and, and have a chat. And, uh, you know, it'd be great to have a chat in 12 months and see how things have changed. Well, I hope we speak to you before then. But I'd be definitely uh, interested in following your story next year. Um, more of the same, please. Okay, John, we'll speak to you soon. Thank you for that. Cheers. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.